once again to BYOB here on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am Nola Nash and she is Laura Kemp. Laura Kemp. And we have with us Wade Rouse, who is just adorable. And we're so glad he's here. And speaking of adorable, that's the cutest introduction ever. That's really cute. We have the boys. That's you. He, yes. He's the first boy we've had on the show. Yes. Well, really? Benny. Benny was here, but that, there was a oh, that was a double show. But yeah, sorry, we had, Benny. We had Claire and Benny. <laughs> Benny's mm-hmm. gonna be like um. solo boy. Solo. You only need solo three boy. things, and you've listed them all. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> boys? I've got the booze. <laughs> we've the, got the boy. The boy. Four in the book. And, and the book. <laughs> And I'm calling this pre-booze. There you go, pre-booze. We've, we've always got to have the pre-booze. You know, you're you're a couple of hours behind me, so you know I've, I'm I'm rolling out. I'm the one who should be drinking, but I have a coke because uh, it's actually drink. five o'clock where you are. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> five o'clock in Michigan, where Laura is, and yet she's the one not drinking. But that's okay. Um, that's okay. That's, that's myself, Louisiana. We have daiquiris for breakfast, Bloody Marys, mimosas. We we have mastered day drinking because in order to day drink and drink all day, you have to start in the morning. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just afternoon drinking. <laughs> Who wants that? That's right. What, what will happen? I don't want to get too off track. What happens with Mardi Gras this year? Is it going to be like on you think they at the moment have been saying that they think it's going to be on um it it was quite a backlash last year when they canceled it i I mean they needed to it it seemed like the right decision to make um their fingers crossed that um it will be able to happen this year so tentatively so they have canceled some things fairly recently um like Bacheron got canceled things like that but um things are starting to come back a little bit down there um I had a guest on my other podcast on Dead Folks Tales last week who is uh, she runs the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans and she said some things were starting to pick back up so that was good news that is good news good it sounds like a fun museum doesn't it oh and it's like interactive and you have to go watch it because they have a bar that's over a hundred years old that wow. they had to piece together after it was taken down of, from the bar that it was in and then stored and then hit by Katrina. And then they put it all back together. But at the museum, you can go get a drink from the bar and carry it around the museum. Wow. That's how you do it. That's how you go to a museum, folks. <laughs> So we all need to go down there. We all need to get our, our Louisiana cocktail from the bar that's been through, you know, everything you can go yeah. through in Louisiana and then go tour the Southern Food and Beverage Museum and check out all the Southern food and they do classes. So wow. we could all go down there, drink and take a class and we're in good shape. That's fascinating. That's fa- fascinating history. That would be fun to do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really would. But we're not here to talk about Louisiana. We're here to talk about (laughs) snow, something that has only happened once in my life in Louisiana. Poor poor girl. No, poor girl. I know. I said, well, (laughs) 
I don't like the snow. I like to watch it from afar. I think it's beautiful on television and in photographs. And I've seen my share of it. Just my son went to school in Connecticut. So, yeah, I have seen snow, lots and lots of snow. I've been to Minnesota in January. I've seen snow. But you guys have such a special relationship with snow, something that this girl from the Deep South just can't share, <laughs> but can experience through through great writing and great stories, especially this time of year. We have some wonderful winter and Christmas stories that are out. And Wade, your book is, hold that up so folks can see your book. There you go. Wade writes under the name Viola Shipman and Viola was your grandmother. Is that correct? Yeah, she was, she was my grandma in the Ozarks. Oh, wonderful, and a wonderful, and the Laura knows the story, a wonderful, um, you know, seamstress, my grandma and grandpa Shipman, truly working poor, didn't have two nickels to rub together, and they just sacrificed everything for our family. Um, and I would say would not be who I am or sitting here talking to you today without her. I mean, she just, she and she never asked for anything. You know, that's you're just an ego-free woman that, just wanted her family to have a better life. And I think that's, you know, that's the connector for so many of us. What a great tribute to her, yeah. to use her as your pen name, and then to, to have such wonderful stories that go with that name. You've done some beautiful work. And of course, this story is no exception to that rule. I mean, anything you write, Wade, is just so engaging so beautiful so touching just a great read a Thank fabulous you. read so tell us a little bit about the new book give folks a little, little bit of a rundown what, what can we expect in an elevator pitch <laughs> yes. elevator pitch. you it's, talk i'm drinking <laughs> it's um the secret of snow follows a 50 year old meteorologist named sunny dunes not her real name who i love uh, it i know that's a great name it's, and it's, it's, it's actually a real neighborhood here in Palm Springs. Um, so uh -huh. she's, she's, she works in Palm Springs. She only knows perfect weather. And she goes to work one day and finds out she's being replaced um, by an artificial intelligent weather girl by her very young boss who's taken over the station from his father. And um, he says that, you know, this AI weather girl will never age gain weight or re renegotiate her contract. So Sunny, <laughs> Sunny does what I would do. She goes to a Rat Pack bar here in Palm Springs and gets blind drunk. Oh and instead of going home, as she's supposed to do, she ends up going back to the station and having a, just an epic meltdown that <laughs> she learns has gone viral by the time she wakes up the next morning. Could happen. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I've been there. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, uh, many, many incidents. And, uh, the only station that will hire her back is um, one in northern Michigan in Traverse City, which Laura knows well. And it's, um, it's the little town she grew up in and that she ran from. And she has to return back. She moves in with her mother. Um, she confronts a frenemy boss who she was not nice to, many friends that she ghosted. And she gets tossed into covering all things winter, Nola, which she was not well. <laughs> no. From ice fishing no. to snowshoeing to sledding. And, wonderful. Um, oh. All great things. And, so and everywhere she turns, she's the reason she ran is she's 
confronted by um, memories of a little sister she lost when she was very young and she was all things Christmas and all things snow. So, you know, it's really a book about returning home and um, what running from life does to us. You know, we don't really solve anything. We just we just keep on the move to keep from confronting what um, what causes us grief. And, you know, I wrote this book as a as a big holiday hug to, you know, over 800,000 of us that have lost someone to COVID and are dealing with the holidays that are not so perfect this year. And um, also because I lost my brother when he was young and, um, you know, it impacted my holidays greatly, but my, you know, my mother and my grandmother were just such signs of strength and faith and resilience that they, they modeled um, the importance of um, honoring those we've lost and kind of getting back on your feet and celebrating those memories instead of just shoving them down deep inside of us. So um, that's, you know, it's, I've been gratified and humbled. The book's done exceedingly well. And I think really- Michigan bestseller, hasn't it? Yeah, number one in Michigan. Um, yeah, instant national bestseller, USA Today, Publishers Weekly. Um, it's, yeah, it's Unbelievable. I can't I mean, wait. Not unbelievable. That's a terrible thing to say because I can totally believe that that, that, that happened. <laughs> I think it's a funny story. It's really a funny story, but I think deals with issues that we're all going through. And I think people of that has resonated with people. So it's mm -hmm. been a um, knock on wood. It's been, it's been wonderful so far. Well, I told my mother about it. She can't wait to get her hands on it. So it might be a Christmas present to my mother. She's been nice. <laughs> She's been a good mommy. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> There you go. I I really I'm gonna have to start reading more books about snow. Like some of our commenters are saying, you know, Diane said that you know now she's shivering. <laughs> the settings that are shivering. Um, we've got lots of folks who are popping in. You like snow, Wade, because you're always in Palm Springs during I do our chilly time. I do love snow. You know, it's really interesting because, you know, in the Ozarks, we're, we're we considered ourselves south, but we're not as far, so far south as NOLA is. And it would snow. You know, we would get the oh, major right. major blizzards that would come through. And I have some of the best memories of, you know, missing school. And especially, you know, we would always pray for a white Christmas. And then when we moved to Michigan, the first two winters, we didn't go anywhere. You know, I was writing. We didn't. You know, oh, so you did experience a Michigan Christmas. Two of the worst winters on history when we moved. And it snowed every single day, it seemed like, until May. And I have was to say... Was it vortex year? It was like 2012? 2012? 2012. And there was an 03 yeah. or 04 that was horrific. Um, yeah. And you can, I, have to say, yeah. I loved every minute of it. I loved the town we lived in. I loved, you know, we snowshoed, we um, ski. I learned to ski. Oh. We did everything. We built snowmen and snow <laughs> and we acted like kids again. And I have to say, I have to say so many Southern readers have loved this book because they're snowbirds and they run from the snow, but they still miss it. There's something about it that reminds us of being a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I could do a Christmas not in the snow or in a cold. I don't know. How I, I got a bicycle to... one year for Christmas, <sighs> and I learned how to ride it on the dead end of our street wearing shorts. <laughs> 
Christmas Day in shorts. <laughs> yep, there are pictures. <laughs> I mean, I have been actually colder in Louisiana than I've been anywhere else because it's such a wet, clingy cold. I mean, it just chills you to the bone. And that's why we love our, our hot food so much. I mean, we've got, you know, there's nothing better to shake off a chill than a big bowl of gumbo. But we really don't know you know, all of these wonderful things that there are to do in the snow. And I had a friend of mine yeah. who's Canadian and I mean, North Ontario. Mm -hmm. And you know, she said, well, when the snow comes, it's like, it's like a whole different way of life. So you have the clothes for it. There's a whole other set of mindset. activities that like you can do. And yeah, it's like a different mindset. And in, in the cold here and in the South here, you know, where if we ever get snow, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Like everybody runs to the store and buys bread and milk. You know, why? It's going to melt tomorrow. What are you going to do with all the bread and milk? Like you don't need that much. It's French toast for days after That's that. That's exactly right. <laughs> what have you done? French toast I mean, you just, for days. That is what yeah, there's nothing else to do with all of it. So you just sit there and you, you know, you wait until the next morning and it melts, except for this past snowstorm that we had that was just so horrible that lasted two weeks of snow and ice. I mean, that was an abomination of Southern weather, but normally, you know, it's just, there's some cold. We get a little bit of snow. We get enough for it to be like, Oh, look, the snow is falling. And Oh gee, I wish I had warmer clothes. And then the next day it warms up and it melts and you go, Oh yeah, that's why we don't. <laughs> gone. It's just gone. Like it just never happens. I do have to say that is a beautiful thing in Michigan. You know, in the Midwest, if it's especially if it's winter and it's just cloudy or it's cold and everything is not green, there, the beauty of, I think, the snow is it makes everything seem new again and, and quiet and quiet. I do I like, like the quiet of the snow. When, when we do get it, that is something you just that really resonates is that quiet it, it's like that's there's only that, that one thing that can make the world that quiet that's exactly right <laughs> i wonder what the secret of snow is is it the quiet it the, the quiet we'll have yeah. to read and find out well it's one of those it really is there are many there, there are many secrets and laura that's a that's a lot of it is i think just um you know being able to Few of us are able to still our lives or our minds long enough to appreciate what's happening around us or in front of us. Um, mm -hmm. We're always running and in the mood for something else. And, Gosh, yes. you know, that's what this book is. It's just a, an ability to slow for a hot second in our lives mm -hmm. and appreciate what's around us. And I think, you know, winter, especially in Michigan, is a long, long season but it also shows if you see, if you can actually look at what's in front of you, that, you know, there's a beauty um, and the otherworldliness of, of, of the cold and the snow and the lake. And, you know, there's a harshness that I think reveals kind of what I always say is the bare bones of not only the world, but of us. Um, you know, we... We kind of, when we still, we see ourselves in a different way too. Mm -hmm. that, that's a lot of, of what the book is about. You know, it was fun to write about in Michigan. You know, the, the you talked about the polar vortex I write about. And I talk about the great blizzard of 1978, which hit oh. not yeah, only like, Michigan, but the West and East Coast. And I everybody mean, talks about it still here. It's, and it was fascinating to write about a woman that 
approaches weather scientifically and emotionally. Oh um, yeah. Their life. So um yeah. Mm -hmm. Nola, we'll get you we'll get you up there for Laurel get you up there for a big snow. A big snowmobile. We're going snowmobile like I said in Christmas. After Christmas. Yeah, but there's no there's no snow even in the UP right now. That's weird. Oh, I do. I start to feel kind of depressed and sad. I'm the opposite of seasonal affective. I think I get depressed ah. when I don't have snow because, like Wade said, it's. I actually look forward to the quiet and the slowing down, and I go to the woods. Now we have our property in Leroy, where it's very quiet, and you can just like snowshoeing. Or then getting on the snowmobile isn't quiet, but um, it's still fun. But the skiing and all that stuff, and so I'm, I'm, I yeah, I'm appreciative of what she said about um, Sunny's inner awareness of how the the winter season can be, the gifts that can come with being in the winter. And that's a that's a, a gift, I guess. I've never really truly experienced being from the deep south. I mean, it's for me that that kind of that peace and that connection to nature comes in the spring mm -hmm. because, you know, I always said South Louisiana has two seasons, green and brown. Huh. <laughs> that, that's what we have. So it's either really green or all everything's brown and then it comes back really green again. And I, I like the, that kind of that resurrection feeling mm -hmm. of all of that kind of coming back in that new beginning, everything kind of, just the smells of the spring, everything coming back. And to me, that's when life starts over again. Being a warm weather person, that's that that lift that I always need. That, that so you like the spring. Yeah. I love you know the spring. I know I like summer's fall. coming after that. And I mean, the heat is not everybody's best friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge, I would rather be hot than cold, but I'm not a huge fan of the heat either. But I think that's why I like spring because that's my time to really get outside and do all of the things that I love to do. They're springtime things, but not ever having experienced the things that you guys are talking about. We'll get I mean, you up here. If What's I could stay in the cold, <laughs> then I probably would What's enjoy this because it sounds like fun, but not, I mean, I've never, I've never had clothes on or owned clothes that would be conducive to those kinds of activities. So they always sound miserable to me because it sounds like you'd be so miserably cold. But I think part of it too is being appropriately prepared for that. A lot of work. You get a workout just putting your winter clothes on. I think about the little kid. Is it, was it the little kid in the Campbell's soup commercial where he's got his arms stretched in like the Christmas story and like the Snickers commercial? Like everybody's done the kid in the snowsuit with all the layers on and everything. I want to go to the bathroom after. That's me. I get everything on and I'm ready to go and then I have to go to the bathroom. So that's what would happen to me. You just don't that's know. what would happen to me. I mean, I've I told this story about the only snow we've ever had in Louisiana that I saw falling from the sky was when I was in middle school. It actually snowed. It snowed. We got about half, I mean, half an inch. <laughs> I mean, it covered the grass and that was it. But we didn't have anything to wear. Like, we didn't know what to do. We wanted to go play out in the snow and we were piling on layers of like our parents' clothes. I had my dad's sweatpants on. Bag. And, and, put on your, yes, I had Ziploc bags. Red bags. Yeah. And we Wonder had. Red yeah, and I had socks on my hands because I didn't have gloves. And then my mom rubber banded Ziploc bags around our hands so that they wouldn't get wet playing in the snow because this is what we did. <laughs> so, I mean, when I think about this cold weather activities, I'm thinking, how many layers of sandwich bags am I going to need? <laughs> it's just, it sounds so miserable. <laughs> you know, Nola, though, you, you summed that up beautifully about spring, too, because um, I actually have that as kind of the 
the end of the book. And it truly is that. I think it's going through a season and then having that resurrection, um, both in the world and within herself, coming back to life again. But, you know, I always say that's not possible without winter. You know, you have to have yeah, a necessary it. season to, um, and you can look at it a couple of ways, love or endure. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's mm -hmm. the way she looks at it. And I'm like, you know, I, st I still, I'm one of those weird people. I love, I love snow, but I also love heat too. I'm a person that tolerates, you know, I grew up in the Ozarks. My dad did not have air conditioning. We, I grew up without it. So I don't, if it's, I can't stand, like I, I feel better almost if it's 90 degrees with a lot of humidity um, than I do sitting inside air conditioning. Yep, I yeah. Yeah. I know air conditioning feels that. like it's disconcerting, isn't it? And you go outside and it's it does. And you're like, I'd rather have it be just one way too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to have our air conditioning when we die in South Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Well, but let's talk about the weather. Did you know, Wade, that my cousin is the weather girl um, at Wood TV? I think it's Wood TV 8. You told me, and it's. Um, Were you on with um, Terry DeBoer recently? I thought I saw you. I was, yeah. The cute little, cute little Ellen. Do you know Ellen Baca? I do. She's Baca. great. She's my cousin, so. Oh my gosh! I had to say because I know just kind of reminded me of the character. Your main character could probably be like an Ellen type, even character. Yeah, she's actually inspired a little bit by Ginger Z, who you knew worked there. She worked at Wood TV 8 mm -hmm. and, and grew up in Michigan and a little bit by Terry DeBoer as well, you know, and these, and these stories of a lot of like your cousin and, you know, what women go through in the media versus mm -hmm. their male counterparts and, you know, contractually often, you know, the hair color and what they have to wear and weight mm -hmm. versus what the men do. It's, I explore that a lot too, which is often unfair. And, you know, she's a, you know, really meteorologists or scientists, they're just weather personalities too. And the personality mm -hmm. often over influences. Studying that. Yeah. I mean, there's a real exactly right. to meteorology and it's a lot of math. There is. Of, yeah. I mean, you have to be really brilliant to be able to figure out, you know, what's going on. So it isn't, yeah, just a pretty face up there moving their hands around in front of a green screen. There's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. I'm pointing at nothing behind you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do that. That yeah. that really I'd impresses be, me, actually. I'd be like in Alaska, and then I'd be down. Oh, I wonder how often Louisiana. I act to that before she. How scary that would be the first time you go like live. Do I have my spot, my map correct? Oh. <laughs> I did go visit her one time to promote my uh, my book, and she let me come on and play around in front of the storm team thing a little bit. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I, I would like, I'd be afraid of you just like dizzy trying to figure out where, I, you know, it's like, it's like being in a house of mirrors, kind of a fun house thing is you're trying to do one thing. And kind of like when we try to point at each other, we finally got, we point the opposite direction. How many times opposite. have we done wrong? I, I have <laughs> it's like the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, we can't do this, Laura. How are we going to do the weather? We're, we're not cut out for the weather, but no, no we're not. <laughs> I mean, in Louisiana, it would be easy or handle it. So, in Louisiana, we just say it's hot again. Again, <laughs> it's going to rain this afternoon. Story. Again, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, have you ever thought about um, moving your stories outside of Michigan? 
I always, I mean, I don't want you to, but I just, I wondered uh, if it's ever yeah, been I'm not, for you. I'm, it's, it's the Secret of Snow is the first book where I've actually had a different setting than Michigan. Um, oh, because the, of the dual setting. Yeah, because of a contrast. You know, I, I, Palm Springs in the winter is beautiful. Michigan in the winter is beautiful. And I kind of want to juxtapose those in her life. But mm -hmm. I, answer, I will never, ever not have a novel set in Michigan. Oh, see, I feel that way too. I'm writing one now and it's um it's set kind of in the American West. But she this this woman has to have her roots in Michigan. It feels really weird to me to not have some connection to Michigan. I feel yeah. the same way. I don't even know how bizarre the connection would be. It's almost like it would have to be there. It's like my little calling card or maybe my safety blanket. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel the same way. There would have to be some connection. I would say it has to call to you. And, you know, it, it, and, and as you know, if you don't know Michigan, I mean, every along the truly the entire coastline is dotted with just these fascinating, beautiful Little. resort towns with quirky histories um, that are just geographically stunning. As pretty as any place in the world, I believe. Um, so I can't imagine you know there are so many places that fit i think into the narrative and the mm -hmm. character um but i am starting to bring more other locations into the book as a contrast to that um so my next summer novel out in july called the edge of summer has i grew up in the ozarks it's the first novel that has a lot of my ozarks history and background in it um, which I think is a beautiful contrast to Michigan because they have a lot in common, but a, mm -hmm. but a lot of a lot of things that are not. Um, so I kind of am starting to pull that thread in. Um, yeah, a, a little bit more. Right about the Ozarks, is it kind of a neat? I mean, is it a neat feeling to go back to your roots that way? It, work fiction. It is. Yeah, you know, I've got. It's. It was. It's. I. I loved. And didn't love the Ozarks, you know, personally. It was a hard place to grow up, but it's also mm -hmm. still, it's one of the, no one's been there. It's it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, my husband is really, yeah, intrigued by the Ozarks. So it's, it probably gorgeous. end up there at some point. It's gorgeous, you know, and I, to me, that's, it's the similarities to Michigan are, you know, it's got, you know, it's so many beautiful areas are so largely undeveloped. Um, the water is fresh and crystal clear and um, unspoiled and you know that's those things always uh, have appealed to me um, but and I have my I actually have my first memoir coming out in a decade in May and it's said it's it's all about me my me and my father's relationship set in I the I remember Ozark. yeah you talking about so that a lot of Ozarks coming up <laughs> the what a lot of Ozarks coming up oh, lots of lots of Ozarks for you uh, Ozarks fans out there. Do you have a favorite town in Michigan now that you've written all of these locations? Where's oh, your yeah. favorite place? Uh, I'm just it's, curious. Where, it's where I live. I mean, I oh, love, I do. I love Saugatuck and mm -hmm. Douglas. Nola, they're very, it's, um, it's, it's called the art post. It's built. It's a little resort town nestled against the, the dunes along Lake Michigan. Um, tons of great restaurants and art galleries and artists and shops and it just is, it's home to me. I moved there intentionally, um, you know, and wackily without another job. And it's just, it, to me, it's the most, it's, it's nothing defines 
you know, spring, summer, and fall more to me than than that place. It's it's gorgeous. But There's I have a to... special feeling in Saugatuck. It's it's unlike the other um, coastal towns. Maybe it it's is. artistic flair. Yeah, it feels very artsy. It is. I like that. Creative. Feels very creative. You would There's like that energy there. And that's what I love. You know, we've got the we have a huge art center that you know we we pull in theater from New York and we have um, these incredible gallery openings and there's just a sense of artists supporting artists and that creative mm -hmm. vibe um, is something that really resonates within me. And there's, an, there's a, another wonderful author in Sagatech named Jacqueline Carey, who's the New York Times bestselling um, kind of thriller supernatural writer that has a huge following. Um, so it's, 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 Everybody kind of feeds off of each other. I'd love to meet like, her. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you would love her. You would love her. Yeah, when we do that lunch, right? Next yeah, it's coming up. Now that the bathroom is fixed. Else is getting there. Yeah, that's what Gary said before he gave us the house, the house report before he took off. So make sure that's like, okay. But I'm like you. I mean, every place you go up and down Michigan is, I mean, you know, I love Traverse City, I love Leland, I love Sutton's Bay, Grand Haven. I mean, you can't not go to a place and be mesmerized. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to the area where we got, uh, where we have our property? Have you ever been to the Cadillac, um, Leroy area? I have, it's beautiful. Yeah, Leroy's kind of off the beaten path and Ashton, but we're kind of nudged between those. We are in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Well, your papers though are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. I was, really beautiful. Thank you. I was, I always joke that Cadillac is the point in the state where things start to change to feel up north. I always feel yep. like it's a dividing line there. Yep. There is that line where you start to, ooh, okay, now we're getting into the, out of the flatlands and into the Correct. yeah mountains, right? There's really not any mountains. In the, mm. I mean, it's just we're at a high point where our property is, but it's like, what, a thousand feet? So it's nothing. <laughs> Y'all laugh at what we call mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you probably think sure. It's There's this hill that our cars have to struggle a little, and we call it the mountain. <laughs> it's like, we call it the mountain pass, like because it cuts through this hill and it's kind of windy, goes up a little bit. I mean, we are in the hills of Tennessee, but you are the flat, flatlanders. You are the real flatlander. Well, I mean, I grew up below sea level, so what can I say? Anything wow. above sea level is great. Shirts for you. I grew up below sea level. I grew up below sea level. Shirts are being made. Make me a bottom dweller yeah, or something. Sweater. Show us. Yeah, show someone us your sweater. sweater. It's so cute. Where's the missile? Where's the mistletoe? Where is it? Oh, ah. you put it over your head and you, you get your kiss. It's everywhere you go. You get kisses <laughs> everywhere. Now, speaking of mistletoe, you have decked the house out. Well, you and Gary <laughs> have decked yes. the house out. <laughs> and Gary's tired from all of the decking the house out. I'm but surprised he hasn't popped in. Usually he likes to kind of just pop in anyway. But he's, really he's, he's still rushing around. And I, it's true. We put, we told you before we went live, we put up nine trees and I'm going to try and show you a little bit. You can see behind me. Hold on. Gary, how am I doing? You're doing great. Woo! Look how pretty that is. So that's Who does all the decorating? That. Who does it all? Do Gary share? does it all. He does it all. Great job, all. Gary. Then I'm rotating still. There's another I love that stone love fireplace too. Yeah, that was pretty. Look how crazy that is. Mm. 
Yeah, this is Palm Springs. So we do a real, we have orange, which are very, you know, tried to keep with the mid-century feel. So the mm-hmm. white stone out here is very, um, very cool. Love that. And then I'm going to go over here. I don't know if you can see there's, we have there's trees. There's and then we have our your little village. We have a bottle brush tree village. So I it's love our, that. It's our grandma's bottle brush trees um, that we have. And then Gary decorated a whole little set around it. Oh, that's so cute. How fun. Oh, look how precious. <laughs> the palm trees. Oh, is that, that looks like Sagatok, actually. Do you know that hotel I'm talking about, the Holiday Inn? Oh, the Holiday Inn, yeah, on the yeah, hill. it kind of looks like that. I mean, it's not about well, the palm trees, but yeah, it kind of looks like that hotel that sits way up. Oh, Hi. I'll make everybody dizzy. <laughs> there we go. Oh, the bar. You guys always do such a great job with the, all the decorating and the fun costumes. And you guys yeah. do a holiday right. You really do. <laughs> I think you, I love the, I just love the holidays. It, you know, I think it, it brings back um, the best memories. And I think, you know, we try to be our best selves and um, I, it just, I, I love it. And I love getting out all, you know, as Laura knows we have, all of our grandmother's heirloom ornaments and shiny brights and all the tree skirts and even, you know, the holiday tea towels they made from, you know, they fabric painted and appliqued. I have, we have boxes and bins full of all this stuff. And it just When do you start playing your Christmas music? How early? Pretty Are early. One of those? Well, huh. you know, well, you know, in Michigan, what they do, there's one station that as soon as Halloween ends, the day after, they start playing it. And I listen to it in the car constantly. <laughs> so it starts early. I start the day after Halloween. <laughs> That's funny. Is that, is that the one? The it's station the one. Yes. It's we have one right here. Now. We have one here in Nashville that starts, it starts on Thanksgiving Day. So not quite Halloween, but Thanksgiving Day, they're playing nonstop Christmas. I I love it. And you know, it goes too fast. And then, um, you know, it's like, it's just a time when we're able to just stop and be with family and friends and just, just chill for a second. And then we have the winter doldrums. You know, there's there's been such a long time after all of the excitement of the holidays that there's just nothing. It's like, you know, you really got to stop and enjoy all of the festivities while you can because, you know, yeah, all of the experiences and memories have got to last you through some just months of nothing. <laughs> it's That's why not a whole lot. Secret of snow to get you through the winter doldrums. Right. Exactly right. And I will say it is a winter book, so it extends beyond the holidays. So, um mm-hmm. Nice. And it's, it's everywhere. I have to say, I'm really excited. It's, it's going to be featured. Walmart is featuring it as one of their um, best winter books of the oh, cool. season. So it's going to be nationally in every Walmart. And Kroger Store and Meyer starting um, in January. Oh, how, oh, how cool. How All right, so folks, cool. you got to start finding it in the wild. And yeah. seeing the, the pictures. Wild. So we got to find The Secret of Snow I will, in the Wild. I'm going to go get it for my my mom i don't know if it's best to go to the store or buy from amazon or but if i do find it at walmart i will take a picture of it in the wild if we see it at kroger if we see it at walmart you guys start taking pictures and be like hey we found it it's mm-hmm. like a 
scavenger hunt at all the places we can find the secret of snow I do in the that wild. With my books yeah just to keep the interest up take pictures in the wild yeah and that's really fun it is fun to find your book in the wild there's just nothing quite yes, like it it, never gets old, doesn't. it doesn't it never gets old it really doesn't well wade it has been a true joy to finally get to talk to you in person we've been friends on facebook for a while and I just, I'm so glad we finally got to actually sit down and talk today. And thank you, Laura, for for putting all of this together. And it is just so much fun. And I hope, Wade, that you and Gary have a fantastic holiday season um, from Christmas to New Year's and just bring in 2022 with just all the best things for you guys, because y'all are just precious people. And we are so lucky to know you both. Back at you. And the same to both of you. And I have to say, I love that you two have paired up. It's the best. Oh, it's the best you. pairing since peanut butter and jelly. So oh. I'm really thrilled that you two are together. We are too. I mean, it's, intro. yeah. <laughs> Wait for us. We're the best pairing since peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it's nice. It's It's lovely. And thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, for you so here. much for being here. Our next Happy YOB episode is going to be the end of January. We are going to have Zibby Owens with us, and I will be in Hawaii. <laughs> so She'll be in Hawaii. I'll be in Hawaii. You guys can enjoy your winter weather while I look at palm trees. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'll be next to the snow. You are going Maybe. to, that will be, folks, tune in. That will be an amazing show. Zibby is incredible. We're so excited that we're going to have her on this show. Um, just, we have been truly blessed with the guests who have joined been. us on this show and we've enjoyed every single one of them. And, you know, it is so special that they choose to spend their time with us when they are so busy doing such amazing things. So it is truly a joy to get to spend time with folks like you, Wade, and of course with Zibby coming up and all of the guests that we had the opportunity to interview this year. It has really been a whole lot of fun. Something that started as a wild hair has become just <laughs> those are wild thing. hair, wasn't it? It yeah. really was. We decided one day that we were just going to hang out live on Facebook. Hang out for a half hour. Maybe talk about books. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe have some people on. Well, the best thing starts. See, that wild hair became a beautifully groomed wig. Yeah. <laughs> another quote. We need to uh, put all these on our shirts. We really do. <laughs> we need a slide with all of these fabulous we things. We do. <laughs> Well, you guys, it has been a joy and a privilege to spend this time with both of you. I truly enjoy my friendship with Laura. I'm grateful for it every single day. It has been years and years of, I mean, gosh, three, four? Three, four years now, yeah. I, it's, I feel like I've known you forever, but <laughs> I mean... It's it's so funny for me to have one of my very best friends be someone I have never actually met in person, but how awesome that that we have managed to have this connection this way. So I'm, I'm truly grateful for you, my friend. And I'm very grateful for all of the authors who've joined us this year. Wade, thank you so much. It has thank been our pleasure Bye. to have you on this episode of BYOB, a copywritten podcast soon. of Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network.